Welcome back to another exciting episode of the North Florida Wrestling Show. Today we have a special episode featuring two returning guests who share a deep connection in the world of wrestling. First we got Zane Turnipseed, the young coach from North Bay Haven that is guiding his wrestlers towards their full potential both on and off the mat. Joining alongside Zane is coach Jeff Skipper who played an instrumental role in shaping Zane's journey as a wrestler and now as a coach. Let's go ahead and get into it and explore this ever-revolving relationship. Welcome back on the show. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Good to be back. Good, good. Coach Skip, always glad to have you back on or for our very first guest. How you doing, sir? I always love to hear myself talk, so I'm always happy to be here. So. I know, man. That's why we both started podcasts, <laughs> which if you haven't uh, if you haven't got a chance to, Coach Skip and his wife have a very great podcast, especially if you're a travers, traveler, Broke Teachers Travel. It's very awesome. You can find it on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. But we're going to go ahead and get started into this episode. Uh, these two are very intertwined. Um, they have evolved their relationship from coach wrestler to mentor to rivals. And we really want to get into this today. So I'm not going to try to take up too much of the time. Let's go ahead and start with you, Zane. Zane, as someone who went from being a wrestler under Coach Skip's guidance uh, to becoming a rival in recent years, how has your relationship with Coach Skip evolved over this time? Uh, it's been different. You know, like you said, I wrestled for him, had him as a teacher, coached with him, and then coached against him. But for the most part, I think we've always been the same on how we interacted other than now I can actually pick back a little bit <laughs> where I used to have to just sort of take it. Uh, but Get your you know, feet moving. <laughs> hey, and they, they all talk about coaching trees, and he's the guy that I really sort of took a lot of things from mentality, approach, even the idea of, you know, we can't be islands as a coach. We can't go in there. And there's coaches who try it, and they have some success. But the best programs I've seen, you got five-plus dudes in the room who all serve different utilities and letting people be good at what they're good at, you know? All right, Coach. So, Coach Skip, what are your thoughts on seeing Zane's progression from being a wrestler under you to becoming a rival? And um, how do you approach the coaching against someone that you've previously mentored as uh, Zane? Well, I, I just know that his mother wanted to absolutely kill me when he uh, said he wanted to be a wrestling coach and a teacher. And uh, and I'll be honest, I, I tried to talk him out of it, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. But, you know, I'm excited for him. I mean, you know, and even more, I'm excited for the kids that he that he's going to, to coach and the kids that have that, you know, a very solid, good person, good moral background um, and, you know, tech, technically wise, a, a great um, wrestler, great coach. And so, I'm you know, I'm excited for him. You know, one of the great things as coaches and, you know, and I've seen this, you know, I've been doing this a long time, but, you know, anytime somebody, you know, whether it was Zane, whether it was uh, uh, Jamel Jackson, whether it's any of those guys that that I coach that want to give back and get into that, you know, it's kind of like there's a little piece of me, the little success I I check off there, even though they're their own people, you know, I'm I'm just happy for them and I'm happy for the kids they get to coach. Well, Zane, how did you how did you trans uh, transition from a wrestler to assistant coach, and how did you land back under um, Coach Skip? Obviously, you put four years under him in high school, and apparently that wasn't enough. How did he, you know, bring you back into the game? Brain uh, I think it was yes, yes. That's exactly what I was about to say. I think it was a subtle inception <laughs> plan for a number of years. So it really started with just helping show technique. There's a lot of sort of leadership aspects with that. Uh, as a wrestler in high school, Skip let me help him decide the dual lineup sometimes, which made me very unpopular with teammates when I had to bump somebody up from, what was it then, 182 to 215? Right. I can't remember what the jump. And, you know, so it was little things like that. Next thing I know, I'm becoming obsessed with looking at the brackets and how they fall, you know, the logic and the scheming. I think when we beat Coach G at Niceville, that was one of our favorite moments of just, a bump here, pretending like we might send out this kid here uh, and getting a win that maybe if you went head to head, well, definitely if we went head to head, we weren't going to get. So I just kind of got wrapped up in the aspect of the joy of, of teaching a kid a move and seeing him use it in a match or that light bulb flip, uh, that kind of secondhand, like Skip saying, that secondhand joy of, man, it's gratifying when I go out and do something, but the the stress and reward from coaching has always been higher to me. I think because of the lack of control, of just yes, the lows are so much lower, but the in inverse, the highs are so much higher too. When I see another kid succeed, it's honestly more fun than any other wrestling I got to do. 
Well, speaking of fun, something I think I mentioned in both of y'all's episodes, especially yours, Zane, is, you know, one thing I really did notice about the Arnold team that you guys had formed is you guys had fun everywhere you guys went. Like, you guys were that team that everybody knew who you were, everybody knew when you guys entered the building, and, you know, you guys could definitely get it done on the mat, but you guys never really seemed like y'all took yourselves too seriously. Was that something that was planned, or did the the relationships between you know the coaches and the wrestlers you know it happened naturally how did how did that um that group of guys and i think you know which group i'm talking about how did that come to um be so so tight-knit well i think fear is one reason um you know don't go out there and embarrass me if we're going to have an issue it's going to be it's going to be in-house it's going to be you know taken care of you know and and i mean we, we we had some very you know contentious moments in there between kids between me and and kids that I coach but you know on the outside you know we're, we're a team it's like a family if you're a good coach it's you build that family dynamics where you know it's all right when whenever you and your brother or you and your you know your family go at it but nobody else is going to come out that and and you know I think in the, the age we live in now where everybody's at businesses on social media I think that for for Zane and and that crew it was really that kind of transition from that time when we could handle things in-house and um, you know, and so that, that was the thing, but when we went out, you know, we're going to be professional. We're going to, you know, take care of business. You know, if you go out there and look like clowns, you're going to be perceived as clowns. And so we tried not to do that. Yeah. And thank, like you said, thank God we did not have Snapchat video and all the, all the things they have now, because there were definitely some moments, but yeah. And I think, I think the big thing too, is uh, it was a combination of people with similar chips on their shoulder too. Yeah of Arnold had never really been much as a team. They had individuals that had come through and been tough, uh, real physical kids, but they just never, we had never really fielded a team yet. And we had a huge group of freshmen coming in. You know, we never quite won it from Moet in the middle school battles when, you know, that was Jordan, the Surfside Moet rivalry. We never really won that. So then we're coming in, not ever being champions as a team, but we got a group that wrestled for a long time. We were the beach kids. Everywhere we went, everybody's like, oh, it's the lazy beach kids. We didn't have matching gear. Some of us were in board shorts. Some of us were in sweatpants. At least at, least at the beginning. We got at it eventually. Yeah. You know, we used to call it a tool stretch. When we right. saw teams stretch together, we were like, oh, look at those tools. <laughs> and and so then, I, I think and, it was a combination for sure. And then I think, you know, it, it all changes by the end. And then that, you know, the, the one thing that I will say about, you know, having that good group of kids that came in as freshmen and, and I was honest with them. I, I looked at them at the, you know, their middle school. Um, it was the year before, I think you're the next to the last year before they canceled middle school. Right. Zane. And I, I looked yeah, at those kids and I was like, man, you know, we, and, and I, I made this promise. I said, man, you got to stay with me and do what I tell you to do. We're going to be all right. And we're, we're not going to be average. We're going to, you know, kind of take our program to a different level. And, you know, and I think about all of the kids and the success that they've had um, individually. And, you know, and then I think that, you know, there was one or two little pieces had, we've been able to keep a couple of people in the program, then it could have been one more notch up. And that was what we got at Arnold a couple of years after that. But, you know, I'll always uh, give credit to that group, Zane's group and, you know, Joel and Jamie and those guys have, have totally changing the culture and, you know, making it really a wrestling culture rather than just, you know, some guys out there wrestling. I've noticed that about you. You've all the teams that you, um, you tend to head up always, you know, it seems like the culture of the, of, of the culture of the group tends to, to ratchet up. Is that something that's always been very important for you, Coach Skip? Well, well, I think it is because, I, you know, if you're a wrestler, you're not an average person, you know, and I don't think God made any of us to be average. I mean, all of us could excel at something. And I always say, hey, we're not meant to be average. And if we come out and you accept mediocrity as a coach, then, you know, then then that's that's setting your program up for failure. So, you know, it's just keep pushing, keep pushing. And, and um, you know, eventually it takes care of itself. You know, and again, I really think that Zane remained at Arnold, um, you know, and that was that was my original plan was that, you know, and for whatever reason, you know, that that ended up, you know, not happening. But I, I sometimes think about, you know, where would Arnold be if Zane had been in that consistency leaving for me, building with the same system, you know, and seeing some kids that came through there that I thought that, you know, and again, they've they've had a lot of coaching issues out there. And, and hopefully I think now they they can, you know, kind of build things back. But that's the difference that a coach and, you know, support really makes is, is you, you take years and years to build up a program and then, you know, watch, you know, within a year or two years, it just shatter apart. It's, you know, even though I'm a coach at another school, it's still heartbreaking, 
you know, for those years to see and Zane could say the same thing, you know, I, I think that, you know, that that's a hard thing to deal with. Yeah, it's, it's real hard because I, from when I got there to when I left was 2007 to what, about 2017. Right. So at that point in my life, it was almost half my life. I would have right. been 22, 23, spent almost 10 years in that room. And, you know, the, I think the big thing with culture too, with, with you, Skip, and hopefully something I do too, is that kids, what is the, what's the quote? Attitude reflects leadership. Yep. You know, and I, I think they see, like we're talking about when you're willing to always be at practice, even when you're sick, even when you're not feeling good, you know, they can tell you're not in a good mood this day and you're in a great mood this day. You know, it's easier to hold them to that same expectation when they see you traveling, they see you going to these things. I mean, when we were at Arnold, we used to catch flack for this. We traveled like nobody around here was at the time. I think teams have done way better about getting out of their comfort zone during the regular season. Uh, but man, we used to catch a lot of heat because, oh, you're not coming to this, you're not coming to that. Well, do we go to something and win by 100 points and not get any better? Or do we go and get pushed somewhere, you know, and try to use those few points that we have the way that, you know, a team needs to be? And, and when kids see that your expectation is these Orlando area teams, these Alabama teams, I, just like teaching, right, Skip? Right. Kids are going to rise to what you expect. Them to Your do. expectation, and and that's yeah. one of the things that absolutely that you know we had kids and and Jordan, you, you know, you're 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 a state champion, so so you know that you know how it is, and I mean, you know, I, I'm not sure all of the reasons in the world, but you could take Bay County at the time you left and compare it to somewhere like Swanee, who had that you know generational, I don't know what you call it, you know, just wrestling mentality that you know the whole culture. And, and Swanee was that way, I think, you know, at least the way I've always seen it. And I wanted to bring that. And, um, you know, we're not meant to be average. And, you know, it's, it doesn't matter that, you know, we won, you know, ever how many county championships ooh, or ever how many district one aid. Ooh, it's not a big deal. I would trade all of those and all of those trophies for one kid that didn't make it to state to make it to state or for one kid to place to place one. I mean, you know, all of that. That's what it's about, you know. And, um, you know, the competition, I, I looked, you know, sometimes it was kind of ironic. The, the last couple of years that we would travel somewhere far away and we would be wrestling each other. And we're like, God dang, man, we could have done this at the gym and saved, you know, $2,000. But, you know, you're, you're going to, you, you know, you're going to basically get better wrestling people that are better than you. Um, you know, one of uh, Zane's teammates, 42 and 0 with 42 pins and didn't place at state. And, you know, th that's my fault, you know, and, and I've thought about that for years, you know, that had I put him in a situation where, there was one more caliber, one more, you know, and, and I look at some of the kids that have excelled under, you know, our program that, you know, no, nobody's whatever. No, I mean, you know, this year, uh, Mercado, I mean, how many matches did he lose through the course of the year? Uh, he lost more matches this regular season than he did the first two seasons combined. <laughs> and and, and, and how, did that work, how did that work out for him in the end? Exactly right. I mean, it, it was huge. Right. There's so much more film and, you know how it is. Kids can be coachable even when they're not losing, but it is a lot easier when you do have that footage to go, look, I've been telling you that when you move like this, this is going to happen, and boom, here's this kid catching you on it. It's a lot easier when you have proof of concept right in front of them. And, and you know, well, as, as, as much as I've enjoyed, you know, the guy, the champions that, that I've coached, you know, to see Zane have a kid that that was all his own creation. Now, again, you know, one thing that we talk about sometimes, and, and Zane's kind of on the same board is that you know the kids accomplishments are theirs and a lot of times you've got clubs or people or coaches oh that's the kid I coached and yeah that's never the mentality you know we didn't wrestle that match now we gave that kid the tools but he had to decide to use them when to use them and how to commit but you know one of one of my happiest moments in my I say definitely in the top 10 of my coaching career is to see Zane have his first state champion appreciate that <laughs> proud of you well that's a so I'm curious to that actually. So Zane, where does uh where do these two particular accomplishments rank on your list? Having a state champion and finally beating Coach Skip in a duel with your own team. Well, and it's funny because I don't think did we? I think we wrestled the year before that. We haven't wrestled each other a lot, despite being at a lot of the well, same. Well, we wrestled this year, and then you guys got us in the county because of the way we did that. But remember, it yeah. all came down to the flip. And when we called it this year, I looked over at Zane and Zane threw his hands up because he knew at that moment that I had the advantage to bump and, and yep. he didn't. And, you know, but that's how it is. And, and again, 
I don't think a lot of other people would have known that, you know, and, 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 you know, Zane just shook his head and cause he knew not because of, of the way who was better on the mat in particular weight classes, but just because of the strategy. And then, you know, uh, that, that was kind of how that went this year for, for one of the duels. And again, now he, he claimed the County championship. And again, it's, uh, you know, I, I hate to lose, but you know, if anybody's going to win and it's not going to be me, I would rather it be Zane. <laughs> Well, and that's the funniest thing talking earlier about, you know, the difference of coaching against Skip versus someone else is that knowing him that long, my trust level is actually lower than any other coach I'm going to coach. <laughs> because I know how he's going to approach it. Right. And I know he knows how I'm going to, you know, a lot of coaches, we go into duels, you know, especially North Bay, still a pretty unestablished program. We're getting there. Uh, you know, we go into duels and they're not even looking at the lineup and they're just throwing their kids out there and I'm sitting there. 20, 30 minutes before, you know, shuffling it around in my head and they kind of overlook it and they seem surprised when I do it, but I know Skip's going to plan for it. And it's, it turns into that I'm going to do this, but he's going to think I'm doing the, you know, and, and, and it, of, you know, it all came down to, I think it was a 195 match. And I was like, if I, if I get choice and if Zane has to go out first, then, 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 uh, we got it. But if, if I have to go out first, we, we, we won't. And, uh, and that's exactly how it played out. But um, but it was exciting, yeah. man. And just to begin to see the kids that he has and, and the level that that they've gotten better. I mean, when you know, I look at um, the younger Mercado kid. I mean, by the by the end of the the year, man, he's going to be something special. He could be a state champion in his own right. And you know, um, and again, you've got a chance here to have the the first ever two time state champion. Let's you know, I don't want to put it all you know like that and, and jinx anything. But you know, that that's an exciting position to be in. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, back to ranking the accomplishments a little bit, it, it's so hard, like Skip said, because the, the state championship was a weird thing. And I don't know if y'all have watched Ted Lasso at all, but I will promote it. I don't watch a lot of Apple TV, but it's a great show. You know, it was one of those things of like the moments there and it's so short. It's, it's this very vindicating moment of, like you said, for me, there was always asterisk in a lot of kids that I coached, you know, I got Drew Santamont to state finals against Anthony Ardalona, who's a freak. And, you know, in a lot of ways, we kind of viewed that as a win, but he'd been with David and he'd been in your program and he'd been around. And so everybody's like, eh, Zane got that, but not necessarily. And so there's a lot of pride with David, especially he's a kid I roll with on the mat daily because I, I just, I have to go live with them. There's not, you know, other than our heavyweight that we had who got injured, there wasn't a body that could push him the way he needed to be pushed. So there's a lot of broken fingers and jam toes and stuff like that that went into that on my end. But, uh, you know, I look back at kids like, and I'm in skip mode, so I'm thinking of kids that we worked with, but Dylan Tuttle, yep. I almost get just as much pride out of that kid who yep. came in. He did a spin drill, was the first thing I ever saw him do, and probably landed on his face six times. It was the most unathletic, uncoordinated. I was like, this kid's not going to survive in this room. These kids are going to bully the heck out of him out of here. Not bully, but, you know, we had an advanced level room with Paul, Richie, Brian. I mean, you're talking nine plus placers right. were warming up in that room. And you have a kid who's not doing spin drills. It's hard for that kid to stay in the room. And, you know, he really came through for us and would have been a state placer if someone didn't play the game of let's lose here intentionally yep. to get on this other side for the state bracket. Not that we haven't played that game. But but one of my, but, my, my favorite moments in my coaching career is whenever uh, we uh, – Pembroke Pines, whenever Dylan came out there and he wrestled like a madman, like, you know, God, he, he put a, a beat down on a solid state placer. Like I've never, I don't know if I've seen somebody get beat down like that for a kid that like Zane said, just, you know, he, he, he worked so hard. And that's the thing that I love those kids that, you know, just give it like there's no tomorrow, you know, that's, that's it. Right. But beating skip was fun. We had the rubber match this year. It was one and one which I think, you know, it was a good way to kind of end it. And, you know, the county, we can talk about county all the time. We, we used to have moments at Arnold where we asked them if we had to participate in county, right. especially back when it would count against our points. And, right. you know, when North Bay was talking about withdrawing from the county, I was like, please, <laughs> please let us be free of some of these policies that, like, we can't, we really can't take homeschooled kids the way they have it set up right now, which different conversation. But, you know, it it, it is funny what you, I think sometimes, we're expected, you, you've said this plenty, Skip, and of, you know, when we win, it's our praise. And when we lose, it's your fault. Right. Yeah, that's and, exactly it. And I, 
I think sometimes it's not fair as coaches, dang it. Right. I think I should be able to look at my state champ and be like, yeah, like, you know, I, I really worked hard for that, dang it. And so I, I don't know, man. It, it was a lot of fun winning with David. It was such a – we didn't get to have that full-on adrenaline moment because the other kid had a full uh, blood time. or I don't know. It was concussion protocol, so however much time they give him for that. Uh, and at that point, we already knew we won. He got an escape and a takedown, and the momentum was with us. And so at that point, it was just a delayed – sort of satisfaction thing but it it's a rush man I, it's hard for a program in this area to produce even a state champion right. you know it's we don't have a lot of the tools jordan and i were talking about this earlier of you know we just haven't had the consistent even the consistent youth foundation right. you know we had coach david did an amazing job and then kind of transitioned up with the kids right. and then we lost it from there and that's really the key. It's got to be elementary, middle, and high all kind of working together. And, and I think right now, at least in this area, you know, you've got some great youth coaches out there now, um, you know, like, you know, and again, I know there's probably some rivalry among some of these guys, but, you know, when you have coaches out there at the young level, that the young ages that are in it for the kids, not for their ego, you know, uh, one of the things I would always say when people would talk about something I'd say, yeah, and I was a third grade egg toss champion. Nobody really cares, you know, um, at this point, but what happens is you have those young kids and, you know, right now they, they go here, they go do this and they're getting in the matches they need. They're getting foundation and they have a lot of solid coaches in this community. And that's, that's the way you build it. And again, you know, whether or not, you know, I, I, I get frustrated with, open enrollment and so kids can transfer here and there and all of that sometimes uh, sometimes I benefit from it sometimes I don't but um, I do think to have those guys in the community that do care about kids more than their ego has really helped bring the level of wrestling up in Bay County and hopefully we'll stay on that trajectory and, and you know things will keep getting better I think it is you know I think that the culture is starting and you know going back to exactly what you're talking about <clears throat> like you know I was thinking about this the other day you know, growing up in Bay County, you know, we, I do feel really privileged that we had middle school wrestling. You know, I don't, I, you know, I take that for granted a lot. I think, you know, being able to, to know what I'm doing and be at a decently high level by the time I got to ninth grade, but at the same time. So for me growing up, the first time I ever like met a state champion was like maybe my sophomore year. Like other than that, you know, everybody was always talking about, okay, we're just trying to get a state. We're trying to get right. a state or, you know, we didn't have those people. And, you know, kind of going back to what you're talking about moving over to Swanee, that was the big difference. You know, I'll say that it wasn't so much that there is just better athletes. Yeah, those Swanee kids were, you know, they're they're corn fed and country guys. And you have Coach Laxon, who is, you know, a phenomenal coach. He's been a stalwart there. But it's also just the attitude of like everybody in that room is like we're trying to place we're trying to win we're trying to bring home the team trophy we're trying to take something away from the private schools like just the attitude was different and then i could see that in you know the the group that you coached with zane coming up you know even his freshman year and then carrying on you, know, you guys might not have been as good then but you guys had a bit of an attitude you guys had an expectation that you were going to do better you know you weren't worried about just county championships you were worried about something else you know doing better doing bigger um, also another thing I've noticed, and I, I just kind of put this together is that I've always noticed that Zane's always very big on the history of Bay County wrestling. Is that something that you kind of picked up from Skip, who is, you know, a notorious history buff? Uh, definitely. Lots of stories on different trips, you know, Skip's been around the area forever. Even when he was out in Mariana, they're really just a stone's throw from kind of this group. And I, I think it's important to remember the guys that came through, not just the champions, you know, not that we've had a huge amount of them, but you know, the guys like Dustin Paradon was a fiend at, in this area at the time. That's one of my, you know, when you're talking about guys that should have won it, that didn't, and you know, whatever he's up there for me because man, we, you went into a tournament, you looked at him like, that's Dustin. Right. And then he's just over there like, you know, he's a chill dude still right. is and shout out Dustin. And, you know, you had your Nick Moores, you had um, just a slew of guys that came through even in Wakala for a long time. Yeah. You know, like you said, Jordan, it's 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 proving that you can do it. My dad always said, being the first of anything is hard. It's like when schools get their first state qualifiers, I love that they call it out and that they make a big scene about it. When it's a first champ, I love they call it out because it's so hard to break that glass group of, you know, we had Paul Patterson, Brian Gerard, you know, a number of kids at Arnold too that just, they were right there. And even if, you know, you take some of the kids I wrestled with, Joel, Jamie, Jimmy, uh, myself, Colby, uh, Taylor and 
you take a time machine and make them join Arnold five years later, they probably finished better than they were. Right. And it's not a diss to anybody. It's just that we were able to set, okay, we win now as a team, we win, you know, and we get multiple kids to state. And then it was all right. Well now not just one kid's placing more kids are placing. And then, you know, kind of the breakthrough with Brock and Richie winning in the same year. Uh, back to back. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> back to back. Yeah. And they were the last two before David to win yep. state, correct? Other than yep. the girls. And, Shout and, out to and, and, Billy yeah, right. Haynes and Val Soria, who are out of this world. Uh, it was literally 19, U.S. level. It, it was 19 years before um, when uh, when um, Richie and um, Brock won. It would have been 19 years since um, Bay County had a state champion. And I mean, yep. and that's crazy, you know, because a lot of a lot of great placers came through. And I tell you, they, I, I think sometimes about bucket. Yep. The, the num- I think of the number of great kids that that didn't place. And, you know, I think about some of those years when, you know, we, we had um, some teams, some, some certain teams that were just so beyond what what we were, you know, as far as, you know, like the Lake Highland preps. And, you know, you take them out of the equation, our our wall of champions looks quite different, I think, you know, and, um, but those are things we, we just got to get past and just, you know, and, and we know that we're not going to always win, but, you know, one of the things I'd always tell Zane is when you go out there, man, let them know they've been in a match, man. I don't care how good they are. I don't care if they go out there and, you know, they tech you, you know, you give your very best effort. And that's, you know, the only thing, you know, and I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head who said it, but, you know, you don't have to be better than anybody else. You just got to be better than you were yesterday. And I think that's kind of the, the big thing that, you know, for me as a coach, just be better than you were yesterday. Yeah. You know, I just think the history is important, Jordan. I think you got to know where you were to see where you're going. Isn't that another one of those uh, coach cliches? But I, it's what I talk to North Bay about a lot because a lot of these kids don't know where North Bay was before. They weren't around. They didn't follow wrestling. They don't. We think they should know. You know, it, it's funny when you get this new group of kids of wrestling and you say something about a powerhouse like South Dade and you just see crickets in their head. They don't flinch like, okay. <laughs> like you walk in and you go, Hey guys, we're doing South Day tomorrow. They're like, okay. Like, cool. Who's that? You know? And you don't think about that because you've been around it so long. So, you know, I told my North Bay kids when I first got there uh, and I took over as head coach, I said, look, this is where we've been. It doesn't mean it's where we have to be, right. but this is how we're viewed. And that should kind of make you upset, but also excited. There's an opportunity. And that was another thing. I don't, I think I was the 10 within the first 10 state placers ever there. Yep. You know, and so we talked about that a lot too. I remember when you were coaching us of you have an opportunity to set these win records. You have an opportunity to set these qualifier placer. You know, it, it's very rare. New schools aren't thrown up very often that you get to come in and kind of be a, the a per- legend in your own making. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those things, just like with the girls, like with Val and Henley. I mean, regardless of whatever happens in, in their future, which is going to be bright, they're going to do a lot of great things. They were of the first class of recognized girl, you know, champions. I mean, that that's in history. You know, when we had this conversation with Val um, and, you know, was she going to go 105 or was she going to go 100? And I said, you need to go 100. And, and you know, she kind of looks at me because I think maybe there was, you know, I think she probably would have won, you know, any of the lower weight classes regardless. But at the end, she said, well, why did you want me to go there? And I said, because now you're the first. You're, you're, not, you're not, you're not, you're not the first, the second, first. you know. But even though, you know, to, to look at Henley and she was the first ever girl state champion that was, you know, in, in her weight class. And so who gets that? That's why it's so important, man. Cause that, you know, it's like somebody told Richie one time, you know, once you're a state champion and Jordan, you, you know, this, you know, once you're a state champion, you're always a state champion, you know, it's something that somebody, you know, and it's, it's marks that, you know, I never came close to, you know, and, and everybody, you know, that should be their goal, but, you know, to know the history, to know, you know, and, and I think one of the things when you look at somewhere like Swanee, man, they've got 50 years of history. You know, when I was when I was a brand new coach, my very first year coaching, Coach Laxton, you know, with his head with his head turned, you know, I didn't know squat. And and Coach came down and he actually came to Mariana from Swanee one day and put on a clinic and showed me this is kind of how I do it. And um, and when you think about those guys, the real pioneers of of that group, you know. You know, I think a lot of him in Bay County, um, you know, people say, well, Coach Skip, man, you know, you have the record for the most wins and you have the record. And it's like comparing basketball players from different times. You really can't. I mean, in my, in my mindset, Bob Hunt 
and Frank Feuder were, were the all-time two greatest coaches in Bay County history, myself included. Um, Coach Hunt had five or six state champions. Coach Feuder, you know, did did so much. And then, you know, those guys had to help from Coach Mulligan and, and people like that. But but it is important to, you know, remember those guys. And, you know, t- today, and, and, and you've seen this watching, and Zane's seen it probably more than anyone, just, yeah, this – Today will probably get us ejected and maybe a six-week suspension. Back then, it probably wouldn't have gotten us a point taken off, you know. So, um, you know, so that that's it. But the history of it is so important to me. I will say too, though, that you probably should have a lot more state placers and champions than you do. You just happen to have Brandon and Two A at that that powerhouse. I remembered a couple of your guys at the state tournament, like running. I forget who it was, but I remember one of your guys pulled a uh, Franklin Gomez, yep. like or Cesar Grajales, like first yep. round, and like didn't know who he was. Like, who's that? And it's just like, oh, son. I know. It's, uh, <laughs> and and you know, it's one. And I guess every every classification has that, you know, because we had. At, at mostly in my early years, we had, um, you know, a couple of years we had Oviedo before they, they got in big trouble. And then we'd have Brandon. And so, you know, when you look at some of Paradon's matches and, you know, against some of those those kids. And, um, you know, we had a kid, uh, Mohamed El Saga, who was, um, you know, he was a placer. But, you know, he, you know, he had the bad side of the bracket, you know, and that, that happens sometimes with, um, you know, sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. I think about um, Nick um, Haka, who... Zane coached, and then, you know, I coached him his, his last year. But I think, uh, you know, he should have been runner-up, but he had the bad side of the bracket and, and those things. But, um, you know, we just got to – we got to – we can't, you know, um, can't focus on those things. We just did the best we can. And as long as we brought our best game that day, then, you know, win or lose, man, that's all we can do. Well, and I talked about this a lot with Heiko when I was coaching him of it's not championship or bust, you know. And that's hard for some kids to hear because it should be the goal 100%. You know, like you said, don't be average. We're not here to just make it to state, go to barbecue and be happy we're there. But at the end of the day, it's, do you know you gave it your all? Did you go out there and do all the things you could do leading up to it? Because like you said, what school do you have? What kid do you have? There's generational. William Pickering had to wrestle Silva two times in the state finals. (laughs) You know what I mean? If he gets a different kid that year, if he's up a weight, down a weight. And I remember when Drew and I went out for his state finals against Artelona, I looked at the other two mats and in 2A and 3A, there were four kids that Drew had beaten that year. Randomly. Yep. And I'm like, so if we're up a division, if we're up two divisions, he's a champion at two other weights. We just happen to be 1A with this private school kid that's a freak, you know, and it's not excuses, but it's life. You know, how were you hurt that day? Were the brackets in your favor? Did you have a style matchup with a kid that, you know, uh, even, oh my goodness, what was that kid Richie had, the kid from Clay? That kid just, that yeah. was his year. Yep. And he didn't wrestle like that two weeks nope. before that. Nope. He got, he had, I think, two losses at Clay Rotary where right. Right. he did not look yep. like he was going to be a state champ, but he got to that tournament and he was not going to be denied. And, and, and it's Jordan, about, you about, you know, pe- your, peaking at the right time and, you know, and things like that. And, I'm, and, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, as adults, there's a million things going on in our head, but as a kid, you know, there's half a million things going on in their heads and, and you, and you never know. But I think that, you know, every match, one of the things that, you know, again, I think that we both do or try to do is, you know, just give us your best, man. Even if it's not, if it's not the results we want, you know, it's the effort that, that was demanded, you know, so that's, I think that's a big deal. Well, and you decide what, you know, what, what, um, you know, weight you put to your medal. Like, I know we talk about my state championship, but my, the one I got my junior year, the third place one, I, you know, I've been, I put that one way above that because I had to earn that way more. I had to beat some guys that were head and shoulders above me the year before, you know, for me that represents, you know, I still will show off my gold medal and everything, everything, but you know, the stories aren't really there behind that one. That one was like a, a nice weekend for me. The junior year, I had to battle some people. So, you know, it's all about, you know, how, and just, just like you were saying too, Zane, you know, who did you match up with? Your freshman year, you ended up in a region with, you know, three state placers and the other guy that didn't place went on to be a two-time champion. It's just, you know, like you said, it's a lot of kids get that championship or bust and, you know, it, it didn't work out or everything, but you, you do, you're disregarding all the growth that you made you know, from the start of your wrestling journey to the end of your wrestling journey. 
but you know, it's one of those things that I remember if I, my, my memory is a little, little rusty. I'm getting older now, but you know, it's, uh, when you won state, Jordan, you, you had lost the region, right? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I had me and Garrett Swallow, uh, were in the same ones and he always, he ended up edging me out by a point, um, three times that year. So right. you never know how it comes out, but you know, just kind of, you're saying like, I wasn't going to be denied that weekend. That was right. my weekend. But and, 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 and it's so funny because, you know, even though, you know, wherever you, you wrestled out was one thing, but you're always a Bay County boy. And, and I just remember, you know, to see guys like, you know, Zane and Joel, just, you know, that's somebody I know. That's somebody that's, that's somebody just like me. And, and I think, you know, you would, a lot of times, you know, kids, you know, especially your leaders. And I think one thing that, um, you know, Zane and I both do is, you know, so, some kids are naturally leaders. Richie, I never had to say anything in the world to, you know, he just, he, you know, as far as that goes, one of the best ever. But then, you know, a lot of times kids that are that have a lot of, you know, ability, they don't know how to lead. And then people that try to lead, they have no ability. So you've got to you got to have the right mix of everything. And so a lot of times you just really have to almost have a leadership seminar with with some of those guys. And, you know, hey, this is your team. And that's one of the things that I remember doing with Zane, with Zane is that, hey, man, you know, this you know, this, you know, Nick's not here anymore. This is your team. This is Joel's team. You know, we, we got to move forward. And if we're going to be successful, it's because not of my leadership, but because of your leadership, you know, and that's one of the things I think in building programs, that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a kid here at Niceville or I have a couple that are going into the senior year and I've made it a point this summer to be like, you know, this is on you. Like, you know, the coaches can only do so much, you know, where they get you two hours. So, you know, if you're putting in the time there, that's it. But you, you have to take it upon yourself to elevate your team. Tell them like, hey, this is our mission. This is where we're going. And, you know, make sure that you're holding yourself accountable. Because if you're lazy and you're lacking out, then, you know, it's going to just go downhill. And it's an incredibly important thing. And the only thing I do want to mention, the Bay County kids, I will say both my junior and senior year at Regions, Districts, anytime they saw me, were always cheering me on. You know, the very first people to congratulate me, you know, were, were the Bay County people. The very first people to console me after that really heartbreaking loss in the regional semifinals was, you know, all Arnold guys, Bay guys, you know. So I really have always loved the um, the camaraderie that has been built up in Bay County, you know, over the the different teams. I really like that, and I really like seeing it improve. I think we're on a really good track, like you were saying earlier. And wrestling is the craziest sport in the world because it's, you know, it's a combat sport. You literally for six minutes try to kill the other guy, and yet, you know. 30 minutes later, you're cheering for that guy or, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he's your guy. And, you know, that's just, this a, an amazing deal that I, I don't think if you've ever been around, if you've never been around wrestling and you just played other sports or whatever, you just can't understand that. You know, when, when you look, for example, us and, and Mosley, um, you know, we, we would spend, you know, 20 hours a weekend together, you know? And so, you know, when we wrestled each other and I was just, you know, as, it's contentious and we would get after each other. But after that, you know, there's no doubt that we were pulling for, for, um, you know, the, the Mosley guys or that they were, you know, pulling for us. And, and that's crazy because I mean, I, I think down in your weight class, Zane, you know, there, there was, you know, three or four really, really solid competitors down there. And yet, you know, you were happy when they won and, you know, they were happy when you won, even though against each other, man, you would want the over, overtime or take it to the street. But, um, that's, that's how it is. Well, you know, and it's, you just have so many great moments. What, one of my favorite moments was, uh, Hey, kick coming over and asking if I could also be in his corner <laughs> for his last match. And, you know, and I'm not even the coach of his team, but it's something that, you know, we all, we're all pulling for these kids and we all just want them to, you know, do the best they can once they get there. I, once we get to the state, even at the region, a lot of times, you know, we know that district one in this area are not the favorite, <laughs> the favorite group and right. you just want to see their success. And it's like we talked about Skip and I have always said, it, I have no problem with these other teams getting good. Uh, you know, and we've had them come into our room, you know, some coaches are like, Oh, I don't want them to see right. what we do. Or I don't know. I, there's weird mentalities out there, but if it's about the kids and not you, then you bring them in and you coach them up and you make them better and you let them see everything you do. And, you know, if they take that away and make their program better, great. You know, it just means that we don't have to drive six hours for a good match anymore. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, you know, Zane's first year, it was a little rocky because there, there's, uh, he had me in my, and, and they, they always call it my unmedicated years when things were a little different. And, 
you know, and so Zane kind of a lot of that coaching style that he had, especially his first and second year was, you know, when it came to officials, when it came to whatever, it would be one of those issues. And I just remember a couple of times, man, having to call him over and say, hey, Zane, man, you know, this this isn't this isn't when you wrestled anymore. These guys, they will find a reason to kick you out. They will do this. They'll do that. You know, everybody's watching. Everybody has this cell phone. They'll be, you know, so and, and, and that's I think I think it's a lot tougher now to be a coach than it ever has been just because, um, you know, there's there's more scrutiny, I think, you know. Yeah. And no, you're exactly right. That, that was one of my hardest transitions into coaching was figuring out that you got that competitive fire, but it's finding that, I don't know if you call it professionalism, but try not to lose a team point every weekend. And, and, and the thing I is, probably you know, was doing when I first started. Right. And, and the thing is, we always see it as for whatever reason, you know, it, it's, it's our kid. And, and, you know, it's just like, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to defend that, that kid. And, you know, I mean, gosh, you know, whenever I was a, a coach and, and coach Zane, I mean, God, man, I, I'd been ejected. I lost team points, you know, there, you know, heck, there were times I just thought I'd get fired over things I said or did. Um, and yet it worked out well for me. And then we have that transition into, um, you know, where Zane comes in and man, he's, he's doing the same thing that coach Skip did. And it was, and then coach Skip say, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Because, you know, it's, uh, cause it's just changed some, you know, but, but and it's hard. And I, I try to, I talk to football coaches all the time and they just, there's no way they can understand the connection right. with the kids and even the other coaches and even the rivalries with other right. coaches, because you stand on the opposite end of a sideline of some dude that you're never going to get within two feet of right. other than a handshake for a second. And then you're out. You right. know? And with us, if I had beef with this other coach in the corner, I'm going to pass him 25 times right. going into the hospitality room or walking to the bathroom or sitting in the bleachers. There's no, it, there's no dissonance that makes you have this separation. And even with football, coaching the kids, sometimes that you have 80, not 80 kids on the team around here, but a bunch of kids right. on the team. And there's not that you're not in a van for six hours to get to the tournament right. and then six hours back a hotel room <laughs> locked in a gym with them for 12 hours. You know, it's, it, there's just a personal level that comes to it and it's really hard, but also satisfying, uh, but it's hard to not, come out when you feel like that kid's not getting the fair right. shake, but you know, you can't leave it in the ref's hands. Right. And, and, and that, and that's, you know, that's the big thing we, we both. And I think if Zane learned anything from me, that's, that's one of those great coaching moments is, you know, you know, was that a bad call? Well, was it a bad call at the end or that one moment, or should you have been four points better? Or did you right. stall some in the second period, you know? And, and one of the things that, that I just, you know, to this day and not that I haven't used it, but you know, Anytime we blame something on an official or a call, we give that kid a pass. Yep. You know, it, we give him an excuse and we give that anytime, you know, parents, you know, whether it's any level sport. And it may be 100 percent true, you know, um, but, you know, I, I just hate the idea of we, you know, that my kid got screwed because then that is always an excuse he could come to where, you know, why, why didn't you get that last takedown? Why didn't you get your head in the right position? Why didn't you secure that when you had the chance? And, um, you know, I think about Richie's um, year when he lost down in uh, Pembroke Pines. And, you know, it was a horrible call on the edge. And I remember Richie coming to me. I mean, he was he was angry with me, you know, for probably three or four days. And he says, you know, Coach, why why didn't you argue that point on the edge of the mat? And I said, well, Richie, why didn't you try to turn him more in the second period? And that was the difference. And And I think that coming through in his state championship match later, man, he worked and worked and worked. And there was no there was no thought in anybody's mind that he wasn't trying to do that. He was just right. And, and that's the thing that we have to do as coaches, man. We, we can't ever accept those things. And yet, you know, it's even this year, man, I've me and my assistant coaches, we, I've got teched up a couple of times this year. And, um, but if, you know, if it had have been 10 years ago, nobody would have said anything. And my fear is in 10 years from now, we'd probably be out of coaching altogether for going off like me and Zane have on, on people. So. Hey, now, I, I would like to point out, this is my third straight season without losing the team point. Okay. Uh, very proud of that. It, but, you know, a lot of it, too, like you said, it, it comes from it, not showing that in front of the kids. Right. I might go back into the coach's room and then talk to my right. assistant like that call. And this right. is fine, but not in front of the kids, not in front of the parents. And But also just I've, I've really made it a point of getting to know the officials as right. people. Right. Because they are people like John Cohn. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, and Hayes Winkle and these guys. And the more I've talked with them and even just sitting in the hospitality room and talking wrestling with them, I found most of them when I go in there, even if they know I'm talking about a specific call from earlier, they're way more open. Right. 10, 15 minutes removed from the issue. Right. And, and you know, they're, they're human too. I mean, I, I hate, it took yeah. me about 25 years to admit that, but, um, <laughs> but you know, they, they, you know, they, they blow calls sometimes too. And, you know, sometimes we're not in the right position and sometimes, and we're always rooting for our kid. But, um, I, I do see that, that, um, you know, there's, there's only a few people now that I don't want to have to say disdain for, but when they're, when they're calling our matches, I'm like, Oh my God. But, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's so funny because some of those people are people that 10 years ago, I'm like, Oh God, I hope this guy didn't call my match. And now that I'm a, a better coach with a more understanding of, I'm glad that guy, I may not even personally like that guy, but he's a good official, you know? So, right. Well, it, and you know, a lot of times I just, I tell the kids, it, Gwen Faust, my entire life is called a fast pin. Just has. Right. In my sixth grade wrestle off against Joel Insminger that he officiated for us because he was our science teacher. He called the quickest pin in the world on me, but I've known that my entire life. And I'm like, you have to, as a wrestler, Watch these officials throughout the day. If you're sitting in the bleachers on your, you know, Nintendo Switch, which I'm doing, but I've watched them long enough. But if you're sitting there on your Switch and you're not paying attention and you don't watch them and you don't go, oh, this guy lets you wrestle on the edge a little longer. Right. This guy calls a quick stalling. This guy calls a quick pin. And that's where I never have a problem. And if ref, if a ref consistently calls it the same right. way for whoever, then that's on you for not paying attention. Right. You know what I'm saying? This guy's going to make you work. This guy's going to kind of let you ride the hips a little more than you probably should. You know, and mm. there's been times that, you know, uh, one of my favorite matches uh, ever was one of Joel's matches where, man, they, these guys were heavy handing us, man. And they were, remember this one saying, heavy handing us. Mm. And I'm like, well, if they're going to let us heavy hands, then we could heavy hands back. And then, oh, my God, then then the coach of the other team was like, he's not heavy handing us. He's punching us. And I'm like, hey, he's being consistent. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, the first time we took the kids to Louisiana. Oh, uh, oh yeah, oh my God. We were losing our minds. I was up at the head table uh, assistant, and I was like, what is going on? These cross faces are ridiculous. These heavy hands are ridiculous. They're choking us on the front headlocks. Things that we personally don't actually mind, right. but we're used to being called on. And they're like, coach, I don't know what you're crying about, but that's how we call it here. And I was like, yes. All right, then, I'm like, that's fine. Then, all right, take I'm the like, gloves off, man. You know, it's going to be, right. you know, and, and again, it's not, you know, it's, there's and then there's some people that oh my gosh that they will call you know just a a normal cross face you know illegal and it's it's crazy but you know again that's part of knowing who who it is and you know when that kid comes out all right you know especially when you get to the region state all right this guy you know if you're on your back he's going to call you pin don't put yourself in that position hey this guy's going to call you for stalling if you don't shoot every 15 seconds or this guy you just throw your boots in and you aren't changing moves this guy's going to hit you for stalling and, and those things matter i mean they really do and so Absolutely. it's not just uh you know we, we we'd always have this deal right before the district and the region and this is what referees think this is the points that they you know when they talk oh i, I eavesdrop man the point of emphasis this year is so and so so the point of emphasis this year is so and so so they're emphasizing this point they are not emphasizing this point okay so yeah. and and, and that happens every year. There's changes, but um, you know, as long as they're consistent, that's that's the thing. But Zane has gotten so much better than that 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 first year. And I'm like, in uh, in that first year, it's like, God dang it, you're just you know. I'd hear people say Zane is just as bad as you. He's just a little you know, leave leave the other words out. But he's as bad as you. You train that kid, and and it's not. I mean, it's uh, you know, because we're competitive, we like to win those kind of things. But you know, to see Zane evolve as a coach in the last you know three or four years has just been a, a really an amazing thing because he's made you know you know great strides to be more than just a get after your coach or a, a player's coach but to be you know the, the total package as a coach and so i'm really pleased to have seen that well that actually brings us to kind of closing words on this so uh before we leave let's go ahead and get uh, a final word from both of y'all zane go ahead and take us off Hey, man, uh, I just appreciate you, Skip. It's been a lot of fun working with you, working against you, uh, wrestling under you. Definitely a lot of life lessons. And just we've talked all the time about not every kid wins the parent lottery. Right. Uh, not only was I blessed to win the parent lottery, but I also won the coaching lottery between you, Marcelo, Coach Jackson, 
even Coach Johnson, the other people in the area that have been a big part of my growth, the whole district as a whole, uh, you know, even Coach Malcolm in the Deatons and everybody, I've always done such a good job of coming up to me, Coach Allen, uh, you know, Toby, I, I don't want to leave anyone out. Right. It's, I've been real blessed with the coaching lottery, with the friend lottery, everything else. And it's just trying to be for those kids what we always talked about and what I remember you talking about of if I can make one kid's life trajectory right. better then I've done a good job. So and, and, I just want to keep aiming for that. And and that's it, you know, to close it out, you know, if you, you know, you save one kid, man, you know, and, and I look at, you know, Zane was going to be successful. He had great parents. A lot of those kids, you know, have, have great parents. They have, you know, so many advantages, but they still have to go out and win. They still got to go out and work, you know, but the kids that, that struggle, man, that, you know, that you can literally make a difference in, not if they're a state champion or not if they're a state placer, but if they graduate from high school, if they, you know, if they're successful in the world, if they grow up to be good parents, you know, just things like that. I mean, it's, you know, the people just really, not, I think sometimes in our society don't understand, you know, how important the role of a coach or a mentor can be, you know, um, greatest compliment someone ever paid to me was to my, told my mother one time, you know, he worked out of prison and he said, you know, if it weren't for coach Skip, I'd be on the other side. And, and when he said that, and I could have retired right then and been happy and think, think I did something, but then, you know, to see kids like, you know, Zane or Jamel or kids, they're, they're growing up with families now, but, you know, um, but, you know, just to see them be successful and not just on the wrestling mat, but to be good people, man. And to be good parents, that's, you know, if everybody could have that in their life, a mentor or somebody, you know, I, I had that in my life, you know, and, and I think if, you know, didn't have this one certain mentor in my life, how different things would be. And, um, you know, in, in a lot of different areas, but, you know, I'm always excited, man, um, for Zane. I'm excited for, um, you know, see what he's doing. I'm excited for, for the sport and, and hopefully things will keep getting better in the, in the right direction. Maybe we'll get middle school wrestling back. We've got some support, you know, there's some people on the school board that are very much in favor of that. And, you know, maybe, uh, no more hurricanes, pandemics, whatever. So we could funnel some money to the right places to, to help that, that, you know, 80 pound kid that struggles in the seventh grade, find a sport that he can be successful in, you know? Hey man, I know all about being an 80 pound kid trying to, trying to make it in a sport, but I appreciate you guys being on. This is an awesome conversation. Zane, I'm only a little bit mad at you for not mentioning the black and blue club. Um, but man, can't wait to see y'all again. I definitely going to have y'all back on skip safe travels. As you travel around the world, make sure you check again, his, uh, his and his wife's podcast pro teachers travel. It's fantastic. Gives great tips. And, uh, Jordan gave me some great advice from setting that up and I appreciate it. Zane, see you soon, buddy. Take care guys. All right, and big thanks to Coach Zane Turnipseed and Coach Jeff Skipper for coming back on the show. Um, man, and big thanks to you, North Florida wrestling fans, for sticking with us and listening to another episode. We will see you next time.